Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 129 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is The Devil and the Tower. And I am speaking with Joanna DeVoe of Hippie Witch. Hello, Joanna. Hi, Teresa, the tarot lady. <laughs> this is uh, this is going to be epic. We got the hippie witch. We got the tarot lady. It's going to be like, boom, tower energy indeed. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you know, I this is such a great topic because um, what we're talking about really basically are two of the most difficult cards in tarot. And I think oftentimes, and I know you play around with tarot too, um, when people see these cards, they really flip out and get scared. Why do you think people get so freaked out when they see the devil or the tower in a reading? Oh, goodness. That's such a huge... I could go in so many different directions with that. For the devil, I think it just goes all the way back to the religions that we grew up in. And for the tower... I can say for myself, I when I was first introduced to the tower card and had my first tower moment, it completely destroyed my life. Mm-hmm. And it took me years, many, many, many years to not only rebuild my life, but also to find some way to make friends with the tower card. So for a long time, if it would come up in a reading, I would freak out like, no, <laughs> because because of what had happened before. So I, that's my personal reason why I used to find it scary. Now I see it more as a card of liberation, but for a long time, it would just, oh, if that card came up, I would definitely get the shakes. Right on. And you know, also the images are really fearsome. I mean, when you look at the devil card, you've got this giant demon with these two people. Now I'm one of those people, I mean, I, I grew up watching horror movies. I was into gargoyles. That was my favorite movie when I was a child. So those images really didn't freak me out. But for some people, and I think you're right about the religion part, they see the devil and right away they assume, oh my God, this must mean, you know, the devil's after me or devil worship. And the tower image with these people flying out of a burning building, it really can seem intimidating and scary at first sight. Absolutely. I'm looking at my two right now. I have the devil and the tower on my laptop while I'm talking to you. And mine are from the deck, the Tarot Illuminati. And my devil, he looks like some roid monster, scary dude ruling over this sex dungeon from hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to look at this and be like, so what's good about this image? Right. Go ahead. Unless that's a fantasy of yours. <laughs> well, I mean, some people do like, you know, they do like that kind of a vibe. So for some people, maybe that's a good thing. But, you know, you you really bring up something right away I, I want to think about. You said it's hard to find something positive there. There's a thing that I like to do called good card, bad card. It's kind of like good cop, bad cop, where you look for the positive side of a negative card. So if we looked at the tower or the devil, let's start with the tower. What might be the positive thing to come out of the tower. Liberation. Mm-hmm. Liberation. Yeah, I have to say too, I'm like good cop, good cop when I'm reading tarot. I only read for myself 
and I always take a pro noia approach. So it's not that I'm in denial about the challenges of life, but my immediate reaction is like, what can I make of this? What can I get from this? What is the silver lining? How can I make the most of it? I just, my mind just goes there right away. Well, I'm kind of from the same ilk. You know, I like to think from, I like to think that everything can be figured out. There's always a way to work with things, no matter how negative something is. If you are resourceful, if you are willing to look at number one, what you're learning, but also number two, what the other possibilities are, you can find a way to deal with any situation that might be initially perceived as a negative. There's always a takeaway. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too that the devil and the tower card for me, this is just my own personal take on it. They're partners in crime, mm-hmm. kind of. They like work together and the tower follows the devil in the most beautiful way. And it, it sets you free, whether you're ready to be set free or not. It it has that kind of energy to me. Well, absolutely. You know, when you look at the devil, I mean, and like I, I work with the traditional Rider Waite Smith deck. He's in chain and the people are in chains. But mm-hmm. here in that tower car which follows it, now, even though it's scary, they're breaking free from those chains. They're out of there. It's yes. done. It's over. It's scary sometimes to break away from a situation that you've come to accept, even a negative one. But when you do that tower thing, when you take that leap of faith and become free, you see then that um, the other side, as scary as it may seem, isn't scary at all. Absolutely. That I'm not going to get too deep into this because I haven't even gotten into this on my own pod. I have on Patreon, but not with the public. But my that big tower moment, I was holding on to a relationship that was mentally, emotionally, and sexually abusive. It had made me very, very small and very fearful. And I still wouldn't let go of it. <laughs> I tried mm-hmm. so hard to hold on to it. So again, like with the years of healing that have gone by and picking up the pieces of my life, I I can recognize now that that was the universe saying, here you go, here's a tower moment. And this last year in 2018, I had been working with Saturn. I associate Saturn with the devil card. Mm -hmm. And I had been working very deliberately with Saturn as a guiding archetype in my life and getting really into the structures of freedom and how when you put all these structures, especially if you run your own business in place, it actually liberates you, you know, Mm -hmm. liberates your creativity. And I was really grooving on that. And then all of a sudden I realized I was trying to do something new and I was so boxed in. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, holy moly, life is about to hand me a big old tower moment. I can feel it coming. So I did it myself. I like blew up all the structures of my business. And I found I thought it would be easier that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if it was it was an interesting experiment. I know traditionally, the tarot happens to you, you don't or the tower happens to you, you don't happen to the tower. But I tried to happen to the tower. <laughs> I, di- I did it on purpose. But it was the same experience of being in the chaos and in the darkness and then slowly having to pick the pieces back up. That's so interesting because, you know, I had a very similar experience way back in the day uh, of being in a relationship, which was very devil energy. It was very, I was with a partner who was really oppressive, very controlling, super jealous, 
Um, it was really a dark time. And I'm one of those people, I do not like to feel like my wings are pinned down. You know, I'm a Gemini. I like to feel free. I want to have breathing room. And so the relationship became very negative, very claustrophobic. And the partner was emotionally abusive as well. And so leaving, I'd been with them for five years. Leaving was really a big leap of faith because, you know, I've been with this person for a long time. Um, there were a lot of other complications involved in the situation. And there were also people that really refused to see that that relationship wasn't good for me. They were invested in it staying together. So leaving really was a tower moment. I blew everything up and it was very hard. I had to start over. I had to build my life from scratch and just dealt with a lot of blowback from this. But at the end of the day, the structures of my life now are so solid and healthy. And that couldn't have happened if I didn't become the tower. So you bringing up about, yes, the tower often is represents an event that happens to you, but sometimes the tower really is us blowing stuff up. And I, by the way, just like you, I've done that with my business. And every so often I blow up my email list. And I know people say in business, that's a terrible thing to do. It's like the list, the list, the list. But I'm one of those people that every so often it's like, you know what? I'm tearing that thing down to the ground and I'm releasing everybody who's not bothering to read this newsletter anyways. And it always feels so liberating. It feels like you're cleaning house and decluttering. I totally get that. And I am fully aware that at some point I'm going to build a brand new tower, which is what I'm in the process of doing right now. And then, you know, later on, I'll, I'll probably need to blow that one up too. And I'm, I'm getting to be okay with that. I, I really have a lot of affection for the devil and yeah. for, for Satan. I have to say, I'm a, something that really, I come from the new age movement, really, mm -hmm. as a witch. I very much, I practice the law of attraction. I can be new agey, but not as woo woo as a lot of my friends are. And I've never resonated with this idea of an ascension movement. Mm -hmm. maybe because I'm such an airy air sign and I, you know, live up in my head. And I, I really, for gosh, so long, all through my childhood and the early adult years, I was disconnected from my body. I, there was no sense of embodiment and it made me very, I would like bump into things and not like realize where I was in space. And it can give you a real panicky, flighty feeling when you live like that. And there was so much power. This is why I think paganism was really attractive to me and witchcraft is like, well, what about a, de a descension movement? Everybody's like, ascend, ascend, ascend. And mm -hmm. I'm like, hold on, I just, I need to move down. I need to be like spirit in the flesh. Like, isn't that why we, why we're here? Why is everybody looking to split, split this joint when we just got here? You know, <laughs> I haven't even begun to explore this material plane. Like, like I would like to do before I check out. So for me, in part, the devil is part of that because he was also, I think, it was encouraged to not be materialistic when I was a child being raised in the Mennonite Brethren Church, very, very Christian. It's about like transcend the earthly experience. And I don't really think that's God's plan for us or mm -hmm. we wouldn't be here. Right, right. So I think the devil is like the other side of God kind of is like, come down, come down into your body and experience these pleasures and what's possible here. 
And I love that perspective. You know, the other thing that you mentioned that caught my attention is you mentioned about working with Saturn. Now, in astrology, Saturn's also kind of like the astrology's bad guy. Everybody hates Saturn. You start talking about Saturn, like, oh, groan. But Saturn is really important because it does help us to have structure in our life. So I find that really interesting. Can you tell me more about that? Oh, yes. I could talk about this all day. I love Saturn. <laughs> I needed that energy. I have Capricorn rising, mm -hmm. and I don't even remember exactly what's going on astrologically, but Saturn kept coming up. And then something happens with certain archetypes with me. I really like working with the tarot deck, like one-on-one -on -one, or an astrological archetype one-on-one -on -one and going like so deep with it for years. Like I've been working with Saturn for years and I don't think I would have the business that I have if I didn't learn about structure. Uh -huh. And when I really started thinking about Saturn as father time, for example, I think of it as a structure thing and a time thing, which is kind of the same thing when you really boil it down. What I realized is so scary about Saturn is time uh -huh. and that we are all going to die. Saturn will eat every one of his children. We, this life is so limited and that's terrifying to look at that. I think structures scare people when you're on the outside looking in before you put some nice structures in place that actually liberate you. It's scary. People don't want to be boxed in. And so I don't know, just willingly taking the hand of Saturn and being like, show me what you got, sir. Yeah. And also I started, I did an episode last year that was shockingly popular because I thought people are going to throw rotten tomatoes at me for saying this because it was purely born of my own experience. It was not based on anything beyond that, but it was seeing Kali as the feminine face of Saturn mm -hmm. and being mother time and he's father time. And I associated that with the tower and the devil and how those two energies work together. And I don't know, I, it's, it's weird how deep things go and how many associations you start making when you really hang with an archetype like that. Yeah, but I love that. And, you know, like you, I love Saturn. It's my favorite planet in the whole astrology chart. Because I always feel this. Isn't it lovely when we talk about all your talents and skills and all the things that are lucky and great? No, it's boring. I want to see what the problem is. I want to get to the root. I want to get to that place where there is a wound. And let's see if we can heal that. Because I feel when you lean into those pain points in your astrology chart, then that's when magic happens in your life. And it's same with tarot. When you get a tarot reading, you know, of course, we always want to look for the positive. But when we can see where there might be a problem, well, maybe now we can see a solution. Absolutely. You can't see the solution unless you don't see the problem. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And, you know, I also like to say I like the bad cards and the bad planets because I also like the bad boys, too. Me, so. too. <laughs> High five. Me, too. But you know what? That's about spiritual maturity, too, mm -hmm. because for me being attracted to the bad guys in my life and like hitching my wagon to them for the long haul, even after they were like done with it. And I was like, don't go is to me. They had a quality that I wanted. They mm -hmm. had like it was a shadow thing. And and so 
spiritual maturity is about recognizing that and being like, okay, so why do I like those guys? That they have some quality that I need that I would find empowering. I'm just, I'm just diving in, in this weird, dark, shadowy way unconsciously. But if I make it conscious, like what is the power there for me? Yeah. And that's the same thing when you talk about these quote unquote, so-called negative cards, if you're drawn to them or if they're showing up, what is the power there that you can find by going into that card? Absolutely. So what do you think about tarot decks that take out the so-called negative cards? There are some, you know. Yeah, I'm not into it. I I really feel I'm very slow. Speaking of Saturn, <laughs> I'm a very slow-moving witch. I move slowly. I like to learn slowly. I like to really, really take my time getting to know something. And so I've been re- working with the Rider-Waite-Smith system, I will say. I actually don't have the original deck, but mm-hmm. the deck's The only decks I buy and work with are based on that system, and I am trying to learn everything I can and master the unmasterable, I guess, by working with that system, and it would feel wrong to take some cards out, but also I think that that is a hallmark of spiritual bypass. Yes. And can you explain what spiritual bypassing is for people who may not know what that is? Yes. I actually think... That some people, not everybody, but some people are talking about the Ascension Movement are talking about spiritual bypass. It's trying to transcend your problems, transcend reality, skip over all of the uncomfortable stuff and be like happy hippie all the time, which I know is like my outward personality. But Mm -hmm. I promise you there's a depth there. I have Scorpio Moon. (laughs) Ditto. Yeah. And so spiritual bypass is trying to outrun what's meant for you, but you can never outrun what's meant for you. So all you do is empower the shadow when you do that. Right on. And you know, the thing I also think too, is that life, if you take out all the negative and pretend it doesn't exist, your life is not full spectrum because the negative things are also part of how we grow. Um, And you have to, there's a proverb or a statement. I don't remember where I heard this, but it says, you have to taste the bitter in order to taste the sweet. And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's that contrast. It's, yeah. How do you know what love is if you've never experienced fear? Absolutely. And you know, also when I think of the tower experiences, the devil experiences in my life, those are the times where I learned the most. I learned the most about myself, the most about how to navigate the world, how to show up. And I learned the most about courage. Yes. And again, you don't learn that if it's happy, happy all the time. And I'm like you. I mean, and I've got, first of all, I got that Scorpio moon. So I got that little dark side, but I like to be happy. I always say I'm a very happy go lucky girl. I like to have fun. I like to have a good time. I'm very playful. Um, But it's not 24 seven joy, joy, joy. There are things that happen in life that are difficult, that are challenging And I always like to say everybody gets their turn at the wheel and I've had my turn at the wheel. And again, those are the times where I come out on the other side a lot deeper, a lot more awake. You know, what's interesting about that too, is I know I'm the least sexy, fun tarot reader ever because I don't read for other people. And I typically only do a card of the day. I will do a three to five card spread if I have an issue I'm working on, but every single day I pick a card of the day and it's in that spirit of what you're saying. I, 
I think the longer you work with Tarot, Mm -hmm. the more it teaches you to move through these things quickly instead of resisting them. So if a tarot card comes up, let's say for the card of the day, it's like, this is the this is what's happening today. What is the lesson here? How can I move through this and lean into it instead of resisting it and freaking out? And then the next day you end up pulling, you know, the nine of pentacles or something. You get a you get a better feeling yeah. card. But it's that breath of life, you know. It's just the up and down and the in and out and life, death, life, death. And it's staying in the flow. Whenever you try to resist anything, you empower it. I totally agree. You know, Gala Darling does this really interesting thing called um, High Vibe Honey, where she pulls tarot cards and does um, emotional freedom technique, the tapping technique, Mm -hmm. uh, based on what she pulls in the card. And so even when she's pulling cards that are negative, I love how she um, will turn around and then find this tapping routine to really help to work with the energy, not to resist it. And it's things like that where we face things, where we face the things that are not so sweet and we lean into it and don't resist it. Again, that's where the magic happens. Absolutely. And and you can't be afraid to fail and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like fail fast and learn. Yes. <laughs> and the, the tarot is such a good tool for that, right? You might, you might do your tower moment all wrong, but you know what? You're going to learn from it. Absolutely. And so I have one more question for you then, based on what we're talking about here now, about facing it and all of that. So what about, what would be your advice? Let's say you're doing a reading for someone else and those cards come up and the person across from you is getting freaked out. What is your advice to the reader? If you're doing a reading, these cards come up and the person is resistant. They don't want to see it. They're, they don't like it. They're scared. What do you do? I would probably, this is just being honest, I I, I don't know if other people would do this, I would probably pull cards for clarity for them Mm -hmm. and say like, okay, well, let's get more specific with this and see what what issue this is specifically addressing. So then we can start approaching it from a more proactive space. Because once, once you're spinning out, you're not in your place of power, you're not in the present moment. And I feel like it's just very comforting to pick another card. I do that for myself. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll be like, what is this about? And it just brings me more into the present moment because I'm touching the cards. I'm looking at a new image and I'm relating it back without the spiritual bypass aspect, but it just gives me a little bit more information and helps clarify the situation. I would even do that if there were multiple cards already happening in the spread, because once you're freaking out, you're completely out of your power. That is really brilliant advice. And I think that's something anybody who's listening, whether you're a new reader or a reader who's been doing things or doing readings for a long time, um, that's a smart way to handle it if somebody gets a negative quote unquote reading and isn't handling it. So I love that. That's so smart. Oh, thanks. So Joanna, we're going to wrap up now in a second. This has been such a great conversation. I love talking about Tarot's bad boys. I really do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love your thoughts on this. Where can people find you? JoannaDevoe.com. And really the thing that people seem to enjoy the most is the podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just put Hippie Witch in the search and I will be there. And it is a fabulous podcast. So for people who are listening, definitely tune in. She's got great guests on there. Hey, I've been on there too. 
yes. awesome topics. Um, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to come away with some really great, empowering wisdom. So Joanna, thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom. And thank you for creating Hippie Witch. Thank you. This was so much fun. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, lots of other new books coming out, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, tons and tons of good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you enjoy the podcast, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes and leave a positive review because that's going to help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I love to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, well, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>